0: Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division (laughs) podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to all 43 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest and talk about what we think about them. I'm your host, Jeroen. Uh, As always, I have listened to every single song in this year's contest multiple times. But I have someone with me.
1: And as always, that person is your favorite co-host, Mira, who has listened to, well about what 13 songs yeah 14
0: no this would be this would be number 14 this
1: will be number 14. uh i'm listening to each of these songs for the first time so you know that i am definitely giving my first listen complete honest opinion on these songs that i know nothing about
0: i mean that's interesting um i've listened to these a few times some more than others Mm -hmm. um, and you haven't listened to them at all so when you listen to these this is the first thoughts that come into your head and I'm trying to sort of see if if what what I've been thinking about these songs lines up with that our opinions can change from this episode to a year from now we may think of, of this song or any of the other songs we've talked about completely differently We've listened to songs that we thought were garbage, and we've listened to songs that we thought were good, but like, a few months from now, we might think that they're the other way around. I we call ne- this
1: the Michal Spak effect.
0: Exactly. We, we never know. That said, last time I promised that we would take a quick detour uh, up north, and we would take a visit to the Nordic countries, uh, specifically Scandinavia, of course. Love we- that
1: Scandi stuff.
0: We've already done Sweden, we've taken a trip to Denmark, and just to, to round off the holy trifecta of Scandinavian countries, uh, I have to add Norway into the mix, of course.
1: How Scandocious. I love Norway. It's the country that I want to go to most. The three countries I want to visit most in this world are Norway, New Zealand, and the Kingdom of Bhutan.
0: Well, yeah, those are three good countries to visit. Um, I, I'd gladly join you on a trip there.
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't go without you.
0: Norway is interesting in Eurovision terms. Um, well, see, Icebreaker wasn't really my favorite song. And it's one that I've it
1: was nobody's favorite thought song.
0: about not a lot or at um, all. I heard it again and I realized that yeah, it's 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 better than I thought it was last year. Uh, again, like my 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 idea of the song changed a bit cuz I like last year I kind of was like, "Oh god, this what is this doing in here?" And I heard it again recently and I was like, "It's all right." Um, but um, it, yeah, it, it still didn't like. I still didn't flip on the song and think it was incredible. So
1: I actually really I I'm I, I think I listened to it again like a month ago or something, and I really fucking hated it. Still, it's it's nothing.
0: Sometimes our opinions also stay the same. <laughs> yeah. But they've won. They, they Norway won in two thousand and nine with Alexander Reebok. Uh, they.
1: Oh, right, Violin Boy.
0: They did really well uh, with Merlin and Deborah Scarlett. Monster Oh movie, my god, that's still my
1: favorite song. song.
0: Um, they've sent some more experimental stuff. Margaret Berger in 2013 is something that I absolutely love. I feed you my love. which Oh, that's a good
1: oh, song. Oh, uh oh. There I go. That's <laughs> I'm horny now.
0: That's a good song. But of course we're not here to talk about the past. We're here to talk about the now. We're here to grab the moment. And uh, grab
1: the bull by his horns.
0: This year's uh, winner of the Norwegian Melody Grand Prix is Joust.
1: Joust? Um, Now you might... I know what jousting is.
0: Now you might say jousting—that's a verb. How can that be an artist? Well, let me elaborate. Joust is uh, the stage name of Joachim Witstein. Witstein? I'm not sure.
1: Okay, Witstein.
0: With it, its actually it's two words. With Steen. St-
1: With rock.
0: Like Steen, as in as the Dutch word for rock. I like a yes. rock. Witstein. With Steve. I'm not quite sure.
1: He he is at all times holding a rock. It's his family curse.
0: Sorry for that. (laughs) Um,
1: A witch kissed his grandfather.
0: But here's the thing. Joust (laughs) is a DJ? I hate this. Um, Last year, he came out with a song called Thinking Through Thorough Thoughts. Uh, oh
1: my god.
0: And uh, that's about the only thing I could really find about Joust and his discography. Um,
1: is it Joust as in jousting or is it Joust like Faust? But no, with it's, a J? it's Joust
0: as in J-O-W-S-T.
1: Well, okay.
0: Um... And because he's mostly a music producer, he's brought on someone else to sing uh, because, you know, that happens a lot. But I think it's interesting that the the performer uh, on this song is Joust and not Alexander Wallman, who is the singer of the song. Um, because
1: what? I, I've
0: not, I don't know what the thought process there was. And I know this may sound very complex, but I'm also really still very confused about it. Um, the Melody Grand Prix didn't really impress me that much in this year, I'll have to be honest, but I get why this won. I don't know if it was my favorite, but that's neither here nor there, because this is what will be representing Norwegia in the Eurovision Song Contest of 2017. Uh, it's Joust, not, not featuring Alexander Wallmann, but Alexander Wallmann is singing.
1: Uh, He's just not mentioned.
0: Well he's he's front and center on stage.
1: So but so people are going to think that he is the one what is Joust. Yeah, well
0: that's what I thought first. I was like, "Oh, this man
1: is that's Joust." Yeah. But is then Joust it, even on stage?
0: But then I was like, "Oh, Joust is the is the producer of the track, I guess more like. He is on stage, but there's there's a few elements here where I'm not sure how like the DJ aspect is going to like still be relevant in the Eurovision setting. Um, but we'll have to talk about that after we listen to the song, because that'll explain a few of, of my confusions with the, the performance and the song. It's, it's a little confusing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go and listen to Joust and grab the moment. rich, respectful Norwegian audience.
1: Fuck, I guess.
0: We've talked about this when it came to Deborah and Merland. Norway is a very rich country. The food fight was very emblematic of that.
1: I got such douche chills from this song. Hey! Hey, do you remember when I worked at Uniqlo for like a month and a half and I told you about... Yes, you're making a face right now. I know you know what I'm going to say. Um, I told you about... I worked at Uniqlo for about a month and a half and there was a, a playlist there. Because, you know, in a store you always have to have music playing. I, there was a playlist of, like, 30 songs that were supposed to, like, be, you know, upbeat enough, but also, like, unobtrusive enough that they're not, like, very noticeable, but you they do keep your energy up so you can, like, stay in the store for longer. There was, like, a whole psychological thing behind it, but also cheap enough that they didn't have to actually pay for the music. Yeah. And it was... Terrible and it made me go insane. And when I got the chance to leave that job, I fucking hightailed it out of there. And there was one song in particular that was the worst song in the world, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's just that this song reminds me a lot of the songs that <laughs> I heard in Uniqlo. It was a 30-minute loop, and I ran eight-hour shifts. I went insane there. It was not good. Now, I know at
0: least one of these bad songs that you're talking about, because you made me listen to it, and it is a very bad song, and I don't think this Can is... Can you
1: put a clip... Can you find a clip of it and put it in I don't want it. It was so bad.
0: And this song is not not anywhere near as bad as that song, no no that say. was
1: the worst song in the world and they played it way too often but this is still like
0: but i'll give you that there is something a, very a generic song. about this i could definitely see this on a radio in uh sounding on the store radio in in a in a clothes store where the music is not supposed to distract you or make you go like mm, i like this song um
1: Meanwhile at my new job, we get to choose the mu- music and I'm just Blasting all my faves all day. That's right guys. Come to my the store where I work. Where is meatloaf and Celine Dion
0: <laughs> All day every, every
1: day, day. <laughs> I don't get anything from it. It's not Interesting, yeah, but the maybe is, I'm just not a, a like a, a person who goes to party and enjoys the like thing produced music. It doesn't, it doesn't m- seem like a, it
0: doesn't seem like a song that's upbeat enough to like really get your energy going. Like it doesn't actually get the good vibe buzzing.
1: Did you look at the shirt that he's wearing? Yeah, it's
0: a very long shirt.
1: Yeah, it's a very long shirt with like a panel. It yeah, reminds me of right. a dress I used to have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a bad shirt. I don't like that and he's already like kind of short so he shouldn't be wearing such a long shirt
0: does the shirt make him look short
1: exactly i'm not a fan
0: i'm not a fan of the shirt or the hat um so i'm the hat is
1: just very bad
0: there's no i'm I'm not you know i'm not like let me try and defend that one because i i also am giving you that that's fine uh i i agree on that and i will agree on everything you say that is along the lines of this is unremarkable um it's
1: i don't want to get too hateful
0: but that's also what i'm trying to say is i don't feel hateful at all towards this i don't mind this but i think
1: i I think you just didn't work at uniqlo for a month and a half
0: but i think not minding something is sometimes worse than disliking something because I have no strong feelings, negative nor positive, towards this song. And I really don't quite know what to do with that. It's a very, it's a very neutral kind of feeling.
1: you'd have this on in the background of your shopping experience. But it's why I was so confused at this one,
0: because it, it never struck me as like, oh, this one's gonna win, because it kind of made me go like, oh, yeah, that's in there. It's just, you know, it's just a song. They needed to have 10 songs in their lineup, or with however many songs they were in Norway. But it's 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 kind of an odd an odd bird up in the mix here, um, and f- perhaps more interesting to talk about is the entire DJ producer angle and specifically the very processed vocals.
1: Yeah, because it's not about the vocals.
0: No, but I'm talking about the vocals that are repeated
1: Beep. A- Beep. Beep.
0: Beep. after the. Actual chorus, sure. Um, which are Alexander's vocals sampled back, um, but obviously within the Eurovision rules, it says that all vocals must be performed live. Oh. And so I'm not. I'm still not sure how that will. Doesn't it come to come to play in the contest? Like, is there a way to actually sample his? real life vocals from a few seconds earlier into that loop afterwards, in, in which case I would think that's kind of cool. Or will they have that pre-recorded, in which case they're technically breaking the rules? Mm-hmm. Or will they have someone singing it live, in which case it won't have that DJ effect? But like if the, you use I a, don't know how to do it.
1: But if you use a looping board, then that's breaking another rule. Of not being allowed to have uh, live instruments. Well that's the question. Like, is 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 a DJ
0: station, is a is a loop is a loop station, is a DJ station, is that an instrument? Does it count according to the Eurovision rules as an instrument? And I think that's It's absolutely
1: an instrument. To our audience, please, 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 do me a big favor and look up Cosmo Sheldrake. And you'll agree with me that a looping board is for real actually no, no, very I, much an instrument. Yeah,
0: I absolutely agree. I think there's incredible things you can do with a loop station. It's not happening here per se. Um, no. But, I mean, it, it goes to show that it's, it's definitely possible to recreate the effect in the song live. It's, it's entirely possible to do it. I just don't know if they're going to.
1: I mean, Reggie Watts can improvise a better song than this
0: the question is just like does do the what what is the best solution for the live performance of this song at the Eurovision song contest in compliance with the rules cuz every possibility i'm thinking of sort of needs to skirt along either the song or the the established rules.
1: I don't want to be too hateful, I mean, but I, I have a knee-jerk negative reaction to this. Which one was Joust? Was that the most front DJ guy?
0: They were wearing masks or something, I have no idea which one Joust was. Um, did you have any one of them that jumped out at you?
1: The front one? It
0: was probably Joust.
1: That was probably Joust. I think the
0: one who was hitting the beats.
1: Probably. That was a pretty cool one. But again, that's you kinda have to send a vocalist to Eurovision. You can't like just send a a producer or DJ who is playing the song there because that's playing an instrument.
0: And also all music is on tape. There is no live instruments playing in any of the songs, which again brings up the weird contradiction and the and the the conflict of, of different things that are necessary to make this work as a song and as a I, performance. I, I
1: definitely think like the author of the song should be credited. Yeah but, but if
0: he is if he's doing the live sampling of the vocals, then he is on stage playing doing an instrument. a live instrumental thing. The only problem is that instruments are not played live in Eurovision. But that's like saying that if a band goes to Eurovision only the front man should be there. No, because no, everyone else okay. wrote the song or played on the song on the track, so like it makes sense for Joust to be there. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a Daft Punk thing too. Obviously, the like sure. masks in the background and they're like they're Daft Only Punk. Only Daft Punk private. is like good, and they're very good, of course. And they've had a, a decades long career of good music. But then, it, but like for someone who's not. A a a particularly like well known established name. I feel like putting Joust front and center is kind of weird in a Eurovision song contest where the live portion of the show will be not performed by Joust.
1: The fucking hubris of it. I am Joust. Hear my music. Tis I
0: Joust.
1: Tis I Joust. This man singing, he is a pawn.
0: He is but a puppet to the sweet, dulcet music of Joust. Hear how I manipulate his voice into doing my bidding. Sing (laughs) for me, Alexander. I am Joust.
1: (laughs) Yes, sing for me. (laughs) I shall steal your voice and play it back to this indifferent audience.
0: Sing to me, Alexander. I will steal your voice and... Broadcasted to Europe as my own. This voice, it's mine. For I am Joust. Can't you see? My name is right on the screen. Right now I am performing. Who's Alexander? I don't know him. It's th- I, Joust.
1: We are all Joust. But not really, because only I am the true Joust.
0: Well, is he Joust? He's wearing a mask,
1: huh? I'm 100% certain that the Daft Punk guys have done that at some point.
0: You sure you think the Daft Punk guys were like, can someone else... Larry, can you go on stage? I'm not feeling it today. Larry, can you go on stage, please? I'm not feeling it today.
1: One of them is actually named Larry, so that doesn't make sense. It's wait,
0: what? Is Really?
1: Yeah, it's Larry and wait, wait, wait. Greg.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Didn't like that song. Um, Next song.
0: There's a lot of lyrical content that we could talk about that we haven't, but... I,
1: I, What's the song about...
0: I, Okay, I don't, I don't care if I'm falling. I'm going to grab the moment. I'm... That's
1: how I felt when I left Uniqlo. <laughs> it's, it's, uh,
0: it's appropriate, see? It's, it's the ultimate song for the moment when you left <laughs> oh, Uniqlo. Oh, God. Which I guess, sure, uh, that, that might be an empowering message, but it, does, it doesn't like inspire me. This song doesn't make me go, Oh, yeah, let's get fucking wild in here. You know what I want when I want to get fucking wild in here? It's Kesha. It's not Daoust.
1: Oh, yes. Do you know what I want when I want to get fucking wild in here? It's Celine Dion or Meatloaf.
0: You know what I want to get when I'm, I'm wild in here? It's Yvonne and Help You Fly.
1: Yes. Do you know what I, wanna, what I want when I want to get fucking wild in here? Is um, Soldiers of Love. Well, which okay.
0: one? You know, it's, which which one? You know what I want to get wild in here? It's Ace Wilder. Yay.
1: Spice Girls, you know what I want. I really, really want Was-
0: <laughs> uh... moment. And that's about it for this episode <laughs> of the Eurovision good. Vision podcast. Do it for us. As always, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud or you can subscribe to it on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Join us next time when we'll be talking about yet another song and getting closer to the forty-three songs that make up this year's Eurovision song contest. Good
1: night, Europe. Good night, Europe.